The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. There is a season Hey, we're back. They didn't lock the doors. They didn't deny us the key. Welcome again to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate that you listen to our program each week, and we hope that the information, expertise, and inspiration we provide truly benefits your life and your relationships with your loved ones. And if you're new to the program, we welcome you aboard and encourage you to invite your friends and family around the country and around the world to listen every Saturday at 9 o'clock Eastern Time right here at this station. How can someone reach us today, dear Gloria? 457-1290 is the number in our studio. That's 937-457-1290 from anywhere in the area. And if you have a comment you'd like to pass along, but you're just too shy to be on the air with us, or you need to tell us something about your partner, but you want to stay, you know, kind of incognito. (laughs) Well, that's okay. Just leave a discreet word with our producer. (laughs) That's really, I mean, think of all the aggravations you could possibly have with your loved ones. And this way you can call and say, this is Fred. (laughs) I'm out in the shed. You're just talking through a sock. (laughs) So, um, So today's program is something uh, Gloria knows I've long had an interest in uh, because I've always thought of it as uh, this topic as an essential part of leadership, whether it's in a corporate environment or a church or public office, uh, in coaching or a hundred other places or positions. But even beyond leadership roles, and you'll see what I mean when we get into our topic today, what we're going to discuss on the show are the traits and behaviors which can truly lead to better understanding and better relationships, whether you consider yourself a leader or not. Yes, and we'll discuss this as a complement to, but also something different from, a more commonly known aspect of people that you no doubt hear tossed about pretty often, and that is intelligence. But what is intelligence? What is intelligence? You're going to tell us, aren't you? I I might. Okay. I might. Go. If you read from Psychology Today. And who doesn't? Well, go on. um, Well, anyway, if you read from Psychology Today, reading a roadmap upside down, excelling at chess, and generating synonyms for brilliant. There's plenty for me. Yeah. May seem like three different skills, but each is thought to be a measurable indicator of general intelligence a construct that includes problem-solving ability, spatial manipulation, and language acquisition. Any person from any walk of life can be highly intelligent, and the trait in the abstract is typically considered desirable. But how and how much it impacts one's chances of career or relationship success have yet to be determined. Many psychologists continue to view intelligence as one overall measure comprising a wide variety of skills typically calculated through IQ tests. Maybe some of you have taken them in the past. In the early 1980s, however, Harvard researcher Howard Gardner proposed that there may be multiple kinds of intelligence that humans possess in varying quantities. These types, of which nine are now generally recognized, include visual-spatial, logical-mathematical. This is where I fail. I'm sure people hear this. The mathematical, not the logical, but the mathematical. They're clicking these off one after another going, I got none of that. I got plenty of that. Once the alphabet started working into that math. Visual, spatial, logical, mathematical. Sorry. Interpersonal intelligence is another one. And someone high in interpersonal intelligence would likely excel at cooperating within a group, while someone with high levels of logical, mathematical intelligence would have a heightened capacity to understand numbers patterns and logical reasoning. This is why we usually have those people build our bridges <laughs> and our planes, because it's 
It's not about relationships. It's about if it's going to stand up, right? Not bridges. That's right. not about the relationships, bridges. really. Right. They deal. Relationships are a different kind of bridge, metaphorically. But I mean, a real bridge, you need logic. It's a relationship to get you from point A to point B. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so um, there, there's uh, some debate about whether different intelligences actually exist, but the concept has gained steam uh, with the wider public, and it's often used in personality or employment tests. Maybe you've taken tests, you know, Myers-Briggs or DISC or whatever, that, that get to aspects of varying kinds of intelligence. Right. So now, IQ, or intelligent quotient, is the score most widely used to assess intelligence and typically measures a variety of skills from verbal to spatial. Since high IQ has long been equated with success in the public mind, Many have investigated whether it is a fixed characteristic at signed at birth or if it can change over time. Psychological research has consistently supported the latter. Several large studies have shown that IQ can change dramatically over both the short and long term. The biggest fluctuations tend to appear during childhood and adolescence. The measure does become increasingly stable as a person ages. Still, IQ primarily measures how an individual compares to other people of the same age. Psychologists are less certain how real-world intelligence intelligence changes over the course of a person's life, though. Or even over the course of a show. So um, we could do... <laughs> a little here here comes the... I'm just going to sit here and go, I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm just going to give you that look like... What we what? we could nothing. do a whole show <laughs> on different types of intelligence, right? We, you know, we've alluded to a couple. Uh, even just the idea of IQ and its relevance to a person's so-called success in life. I think it's safe to say uh, that we generally recognize the world has some pretty smart people in it, right? Absolutely. Um, some people seem innately smart. Other people seem more book smart. They, you know, they have great capacity to absorb a lot of different knowledge. But not everybody is capable of being a surgeon or the so-called rocket scientist. Uh, and certain other professions generally assume a higher level of intelligence. No matter how you want to measure that, we, we know that there are differences in us, right? Right, absolutely. Um, it doesn't mean people can't overcome those or don't, you know, that there's not more than one path to a certain kind of profession, but generally there is some kind of falling out of uh, intelligence within professions. And, and in terms of how it equates to some level of success or being remunerated uh, in certain areas. In certain areas, right. Right, right. But where our eyes are fixed today is on another way of looking at intelligence and our curiosity in the idea that those who seem to have an abundance of emotional intelligence... That would be me. Let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, well, these people can often have better <laughs> relationships over time. Yes. So as I mentioned before, Bob, someone's IQ can fluctuate over a lifetime, right? But, yeah. you know, it generally stays in a certain range for most of your life. But on the other hand, emotional intelligence is generally thought to be something that can increase indefinitely. So we've nibbled on the edges now this long enough. What is then this, this idea of emotional intelligence? We've talked a little bit about traditional intelligence and IQ tests. What is emotional intelligence? Well, you're, you know, you're taught about history, science, and math when you're growing up, right? Um, most of us, however, aren't taught how to identify or deal with our own emotions or the emotions of others. We don't really take that up as a class most of the time. These skills can be valuable, but you'll never get them in a classroom. Emotional intelligence is a shorthand that psychological researchers use to describe how well individuals can manage their own emotions and react to the emotions of others. People who exhibit emotional intelligence have the less obvious skills necessary to get ahead in life, such as managing conflict resolution, reading and responding to the needs of others, and keeping their own emotions from overflowing and disrupting their lives. In this discussion today, we're going to look at what emotional intelligence is and how to develop your own. So, talking about what it is. Measuring emotional intelligence is a rev relatively new field of psychology, we started uh, discussing this really kind of in the mid-80s, so I guess it's been around a little bit. And there are several models that are currently being developed, but for our purposes, we'll examine this mixed model. It was developed by Daniel Goleman, and the model has five key areas in it. Self-awareness. Okay, self-awareness involves knowing your own feelings. This includes 
having an accurate assessment of what you're capable of. Uh, let me see here. Uh, what you, where you need help and what your emotional triggers are. Self-management. This involves being able to keep your emotions in check when they become disruptive. Self-management involves being able to control outbursts, calmly discussing disagreements, and avoiding activities that undermine you, like the extended self-pitying or panic that people can go into. Another one would be motivation. Everyone is motivated to action by rewards like money or status. Goldman's model, however, refers to motivation for the sake of personal joy, curiosity, or the satisfaction of being productive. The other one is uh, empathy. Mm -hmm. While the three previous categories refer to a person's internal emotions, this one deals with the emotions of others. Empathy is the skill and practice of reading the emotions of others and responding appropriately. And the last one is social skills. Now, this category involves the application of empathy as well as negotiating the needs of others with your own. Now, this can include finding common ground with others, managing others in a work environment, and being persuasive. So we're, we're going to discuss each of these now a little bit more in depth, but I, you know, I'm, I'm going to encourage you to think about this whole concept of emotional intelligence. There, like I said before, there's really bright people in the world, right? You, you may know them in your job. You might be married to one. You might be one. But there are other kinds of things that we're going to be getting at here that talk about how you can use these other things such as you know, empathy and self-control and self-awareness and motivation and so forth to improve your relationships, not just at work, but improve them in your own life. And, and the reason this was so important to us is that um, we began to think when we talk an awful lot here about how families deal with the big issues of life or we talk about things like intergenerational connectivity. A lot of it starts with the ability to have a certain level of emotional intelligence, to be plugged in, to be aware of yourself, to be able to manage your own reactions to things, uh, to have empathy, to be able to have certain social skills. You see people who have got this. You, 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 you probably can think of some people right now in your life who have a certain level of, of uh, emotional intelligence. Yes, I would, I would definitely think of you, Gloria, as being off the charts emotionally intelligent. Thank you. Thank you. Right. That's right here in my notes. I, I knew that's what you were thinking over there. <clears throat> it was, it's the whole way I was thinking about that. That's why you wanted to do um, this show. Yes. But then you also find people who don't, who, who <laughs> are in patterns of behavior over and over and over again, who seem to do the same thing, who don't seem to listen terribly well, who cannot dial into a situation. And we're going to talk about this for now, um, but I'd like you to be thinking about that in your own life. And if you've got some ideas about emotional intelligence, you can give us a call today, 457-1290. There's a lot more where all this comes from, but isn't there always on this show? Yes. We're going to talk more about emotional intelligence when we return and ways that gaining an emotional intelligence can directly benefit you. We're also going to take a look at the topic of tact. Yes, the topic of tact on this talk radio show. I love all those T's. 457-1290, if you'd like to chat with us today, we're back in a moment. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Better squeeze that lucky rabbit's foot, check your horoscope, and shake that lucky eight ball. Powerball is up to $348 million. That's $348 million. Take on the odds your way and play Powerball today. And for a limited time, play Pick 3 for chances to win more, nearly 20% more at no additional cost during our popular Pick 3 Red Ball promotion. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. What's better than getting $100 to switch to Jackson Hewitt? Getting $200 to switch. Say goodbye to your old tax service. Switch to Jackson Hewitt and get $200. You'll get $100 when you file this year, plus another $100 when you file next year. So go to Jackson Hewitt and ask a tax pro for Switch and get $200 today. Each year, minimum tax prep fee of $150 applies. Mention this ad and file with us. $100 on a Walmart e-gift or prepaid card. Not valid with any other promotion or discount. Participating locations only. See jacksonhewitt.com. Dollar Shave Club. Dollar, we bought this moderately priced radio ad to tell you we're way more than just a shave club. Dollar, that's right. We also make top shelf shower, oral care, deodorant, cologne, skin care, and more club. Right now, get one of our shave, shower, or oral care starter sets for just 5 bucks. 
After that, the restock box ships regular-sized products at regular price. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash Dayton today. That's right. That's the name of your city after our web address, dollarshaveclub.com slash Dayton. Whether you're a young athlete, active adult, or weekend warrior, the Orthopedic Institute of Dayton is there when your body needs repair. Like a trusted friend you can rely on, OID has been providing care to patients in Dayton and surrounding communities since 1971 with services like sports medicine, spinal care, total joint replacement, hand, foot, and ankle, along with MRIs and physical therapy with a team of dedicated fellowship-trained physicians with you every step of the way. So remember, the Orthopedic Institute of Dayton. To learn more, visit orthodayton.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Keith Basinger, owner of Miamisburg Vision Care. Having a partner like Farmers and Merchants Bank means they know me by name. My loan officer is always eager to help me with my banking needs. Thanks, Dr. Basinger. Unlike those bigger banks, we understand what it takes for small businesses to succeed. I'm Clint Morton with Farmers and Merchants Bank, and we have a cool offer for you. For a limited time, get a free Yeti cooler when you apply for and close a new business loan. Does your bank do that? Farmers and Merchants Bank, FDIC insured, equal housing lender. Quiet to start off this morning, mostly cloudy skies and temperatures in the mid to upper 20s. We'll lift to a high temperature of 43 degrees today. Partly cloudy skies and just a slight chance for a passing flurry. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, 28 degrees for the low. And on Sunday, snow likely, especially once we get into the afternoon hours, anywhere from 1 to 3 inches possible with the highest totals likely found towards the south. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season, the Bob and Gloria Show. We're glad you're along with us today. I'm the emotionally stunted Bob Wolf. And over there is the emotionally highly intelligent Gloria Shanahan. Thank right? you. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Math was never my forte, but other than that, I'm, I'm pretty well-rounded. Right, right. Yes. Anyway, I am Gloria Shanahan, and the number to reach us in the studio today, 457-1290, if you would like to join in. We're talking about EQ, and we don't mean for you audiophiles an equalizer. That's an old phrase from the, from the music <laughs> biz. No, we're not talking that. We're talking emotional intelligence, just like an IQ, only this is EQ. And the we sort of made a little bit of a comparison. People generally kind of know what a high IQ translates to, right? And a lot of tests traditionally have focused on the quantitative, um, high math skills, logic, verbal skills also. And yeah, I, what, I, well, I protest that there is so much value placed on that. And I think that we all lend something to this wonderful wide world that we live in. And I'm, I'm not saying I have low IQ, of course, but... You know, sometimes all you're saying is give peace a chance is, is what I'm hearing. Actually, no, right I'm not now. saying that, no, okay. but it would be good to give peace okay. a chance. But no, I'm just saying that you high IQ people, not you. I'm not talking about not you, me. Bob, no, you, but the people I think you're out there. to the guy in the other studio <laughs> back there. That smart guy over there. Know that no. we add a lot to the world. Right. You do. And men it, need to know that. Men. We're, we're a mix oh, wait, of these things. I'm anyway. going to stop right now. Yeah. Good idea. OK, so <laughs> we, we were describing what is emotional intelligence and. It's generally broken down into uh, six areas. We're gonna five of theirs. Five, sorry. And we're gonna talk about those in some depth here. It it begins with self awareness, mm -hmm. and we'll tell you some ways you can uh, develop that in yourself. Self management, that is the control of ourselves, our emotions, and so forth. Mm -hmm. Motivation. Uh, what is our motivation for developing this emotional intelligence in terms of relationships? Empathy. Yeah. We're sorely lacking in that in this uh, society, it seems. And social skills. What are your ability uh, in a social setting to, to listen and to act a certain way? So let's get into these more in, in depth now. With self-awareness, what, what's involved in that? Okay, right. So you have to know, before you can do anything else in this area, you have to kind of know where your emotions are, what they are. Improving your self-awareness is the very first step to identifying any problem you're facing, right? So you keep a journal, all right? Um, <clears throat> people recommend starting by keeping a journal of your emotions. And at the end of every day, write down what happened to you, how you felt, and then how you dealt with it. And then periodically look back over your journal and take note of any trends or make note of any time you overreacted to something, OK? 
Okay. And if you need extra paper, Gloria, we can always get you extra paper. (laughs) And this is one I won't be doing of you, but it says to ask for input from others. (laughs) You've always got plenty of input for my emotions or sensitivity or my too being too soft hearted with people. But anyway, as we've talked um, about before, about when dealing with your self-perception, sometimes input from others can be invaluable. Invaluable. Sometimes, it says. Actually, I put that (laughs) word in there. Try to ask multiple people who know you well where your strengths and weaknesses lie. Write down what they say. Compare what they say to each other, and again, look for your patterns. And if an intervention is necessary, you go right for. No, I'm doesn't say. It does say in here. Now, this is I kind of fail here. Most importantly, don't argue with the people who are trying to give you mm-hmm. advice. They don't have to be correct, though. You're just trying to gauge your perception of another's point of view. And here's another idea. You yeah. can with with uh, self awareness, mm-hmm. slow down. Or meditate. Emotions have a habit of getting the most out of control when we don't have time to slow down or process them. So the next time you have an emotional reaction to something, sometimes you're under a lot of pressure, right? And you start to go into that automatic mode of feeling a certain way. That's true. Try to pause before you react. Something, you know, which is very, very difficult to do uh, under certain circumstances. You can also try meditating to slow your brain down and give your emotional state some room to breathe. Buddha Bob. Are you going to start meditating? Um. <laughs> so anyway, these tips can give you a practical head start, right? Yes. <clears throat> now, self-management, uh, once you know you, how your emotions work, you can start figuring out how to handle them. Proper self-management means controlling outbursts, distinguishing between external triggers and internal overreactions. That's an interesting one. And doing what is best for your needs. Yes. And one way to manage your emotions is to change your sensory input. You've probably heard the old advice to count to 10 and breathe when you're angry. Speaking as someone who's had plenty of overwhelming issues, not myself, of course, the <laughs> author, with yeah. depression and anger, this is advice they say is usually mm, not so good. Though if it works for you, more power to you, right? Giving your physical body a jolt can break the cycle. If you're feeling lethargic, do some exercise, go for a walk. You're stuck in an emotional loop. Give yourself a snap out of it, slap. Yeah, and the and these are just some some of the uh, the simpler hacks and how to deal with emotion. You may have different ones uh, that are hopefully more constructive than destructive. And we'd love to hear those t- from you today as we talk more about EQ and emotional intelligence. Four five seven twelve ninety. There's a lot more coming your way, and we're going to get to what you know what's in it for me. How can I actually use this to improve my relationships? Also, later on, we're going to talk more about tactful people. What is it about people who have that, who are particularly tactful, and obviously about those who have none of it or very little? We'll talk more about all of this, plus your calls to 457-1290 when we continue after the news. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 930. I'm Jonah Adi. The WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. We're investigating more into the scene of a fatal accident that took place on State Route 117 last night. Plus, the next chance for winter storm activity may be closer than you imagine. We're tracking the next winter storm moving into the Miami Valley. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. WHIO triple team traffic is looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley this morning. We haven't seen any major accidents or any slowdowns out there that are going to make driving a pain for you. And it is our top story. In Logan County, three people are killed in a three-car crash on State Route 117 just north of Huntsville. That crash shut down that highway for over four hours. A fourth driver who saw what happened wasn't hurt. Deborah Terpster was on her way from Michigan to the Arnold Classic in Columbus. She said she was following this white van for miles on State Route 117 on Friday. They just kept drifting towards the center line. That's WHIO's James Bukley. He says that van did go left of center and hit a pickup head on. Two people in the van were killed, and so was the pickup driver. At least two others were injured, but we're working to learn who these people are. 
with the with the snowstorm that had been expected to hit the Miami Valley near the end of the weekend, that system progressing has gotten a little bit better than expected. It may be weaker as it closes in on the Miami Valley. Snow has moved more towards the south. Places Cincinnati and south will likely see two to four inches of snow from this storm. Meteorologist Jesse Maggs got the exclusive WHIO forecast here in just a moment. Now to Trotwood, where cops are saying a fight at Trotwood Madison High School could be gang-related. Five 18-year-olds are now in jail after that fight that put the school on lockdown. The superintendent thinks gambling played a part. Um, a lot of it came back to gambling. Young kids, owing, individuals owing each other some money, and kids not paying up debts or whatever from gambling. That's Superintendent Tyrone Olverson. The five face charges, including disorderly conduct and inciting violence. Well, Subaru is recalling a million vehicles in the U.S. Subaru is issuing a recall for a potential brake light problem on 2013 through 2017 Crosstex, certain impresses from 2008 to 2016, and 2014 through 2016 Foresters. That's Fox's Jill Nato. She says certain uh, scented cleaning products used on the car can create a problem where the brake lights don't work, and if they don't work, the car won't start. Well, let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast from meteorologist Jesse Mag. Quiet out there this morning, mostly cloudy skies overhead and temperatures around the mid to upper 20s. By the afternoon, we'll lift to a high of 43 degrees, partly cloudy skies and just a slight chance for a passing flurry. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight with snow arriving by tomorrow morning. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley. Aside from some cloudy skies today, it's 28 degrees in Troy, 33 in Springfield, 36 here in Dayton at 933. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. Hey everybody, Sergeant Mark here. You know this active winter is taking a toll on the exterior of our homes. If the outside of your home is in need of a new fresh look, let me make a recommendation to you. I have used Serta Pro Painters for the last several years on projects at my home and for both interior and exterior work. I have been thoroughly satisfied with the results. They've done a great job for me and right now is the time to call Serta Pro Painters and get on the schedule for that spring exterior paint project. Now the first thing that will happen is they will give you a free estimate where every detail is spelled out so there are no surprises. This is just one aspect that sets CertiPro Painters apart from other painting contractors. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated, so you're hiring people who live and work in our community. I believe you'll be as pleased with the results as I've been, and I went to breakfast. If you're a business owner, CertiPro Painters offers commercial painting with minimal disruption to your business. Get that free estimate now, 800-GO-CERTA, 800-G-O-C-E-R-T-A, CERTA with a C, or online at CertiPro.com. CertiPro Painters. We do painting, you do life. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan, 457-1290, if you'd like to join us in our conversation today. So today we're talking about EQ, emotional intelligence. And uh, what does what is that, and and how does it affect our lives, and what can we do to grow our emotional intelligence over a lifetime? A lot of people believe that IQ is more or less set within a certain range. You know, you kind of get a certain amount of happy dust in the IQ, you know, arena. So not all of us can do this kind of a thing or that kind of a thing. And whatever you think is involved in IQ, it tends to be certain traits, certain mental abilities that are more or less set. And some of that can be tested. And there's some debate about that. What we're talking about now is is, is a slightly different thing here that really has to uh, involve a more comprehensive kind of a 360 view of how we relate to the world. And emotional intelligence involves things like self-awareness, self-management of your emotions, motivation, empathy, social skills. And we're going to discuss a lot of those here in just a moment. But let's welcome our caller here. This is Bernie from Kettering. Bernie, welcome to the program. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm all right. And you're emotionally distraught because... No. No? Uh, I'm emotionally intelligent 99.99% of the time. But when Dayton lost last night to Rhode Island in overtime, I pounded my fist on the table and I cursed. (laughs) 
but that was three seconds and it's over and the rest and of my life is pretty honky-dory. Now, as you've said and you've shared with us in the past, uh, you're blind. Yes. And that was a major thing uh, in your life. Yes. Um, which could have really kind of folded you back in on yourself, uh, but it did not. You were no, able to I deal had with that a week where I was a little bit upset, but I thought, snap out of a it. Week. <laughs> you got things to do. You got a life to live, and you know, be positive. Be positive. Uh, don't worry about what or what wasn't done at any time. You got to move forward. What was the 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 top habit or uh, thing you had to keep telling yourself in order to get around any thoughts of of being you know negative or bitter about all that? Well, the the thing that. The thing that I had to get around and actually over was I, I wasn't sure the doctors were aggressive to, enough to prevent it. But, uh, you know, there was nothing I could do to change it. So I just said, move on. If they're going to be judged, they'll be judged by a higher power. Right, right. So of these skills that you heard us talk about here, self-awareness and, uh, you know, management of your emotions and having motivation and empathy, what do you see as key to the way you live your life right now? All four, actually. All four, uh, I would say that self-awareness leads to the other three. And so you uh, had some time, obviously. You've had some time to think about those things. You feel pretty much in touch with your emotions, and can you can you sense, like if Dayton's about to lose, can you sense when they're coming on um, and, and how to navigate that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's like I said, anything that happens is you know, extremely temporary. And, uh, you know, when I have emotions, uh, I never, uh, I, I never snap at another person because, you know, I realize it's not their fault. Hmm. Oh, that's good. That's uh, good to I'm, I'm keep gonna, that in mind. Uh, yeah. yeah. Gloria's taking notes. <laughs> so she, I'm not going to say anything else, she but I'm over here. The whole, she, not my fault. She scribbled not a fault. lot down there just now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think uh, everybody in her life is probably scribbling things down, too. No, it's not my fault, Gloria. It's not mine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I say, I try to think positively. And, um, you know, I, I give I give to different organizations. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I always try to help somebody. And everything's about being positive. And when you do that, you get uh, what psychologists do use this term, too. You get out of yourself. You forget your own things. And you kind of crowd out the other stuff, right? Yeah, and, temper, and that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. We're not really here to serve ourselves, really. Not really. No, no, that's definitely right. not. That's right. Thanks again for the call, Bernie. All right, you Bob, take care. Gloria, take care of yourself. Thank right. you. You too, Bernie. Bye. We'll see you now. So we've, uh, we've talked a little bit here about um, you know, self-control uh, of, our, of our emotions and so forth and being aware and there's some other things here. If you'd like to weigh in on the show, by the way, 457-1290. We're also going to be talking here shortly about tact. We'll get to that in just a moment. So tell me about motivation, Gloria. Tell me about your motivation. Yes, we have to have motivation, right? And, yes. And not just, you know, in your own self-interest. But anyway, so we talk about motivation a lot. When we're talking about motivation as it relates to emotional intelligence, however, we don't just mean getting up the energy to go to work. We're talking about your inner drive. You're going to drive to maybe accomplish something. That drive isn't just um, some feel-goody nonsense either. As as psychology today, sorry, today explains, there's a section of your prefrontal cortex that lights up at the mere thought of achieving a meaningful goal. Ding. Now, the people with the high IQ, they they could have said that sentence better. Okay. I'm (laughs) all about the feeling. Yes. Hey, I'm a good <laughs> that's reader. not one of them down here. That's not a trait oh. that's necessary. Okay. So anyway, whether your goal is building a career, raising a family, or creating some kind of art, everyone has something that they really want to do with their life. When your motivation is working for you, it connects with reality in tangible ways. One example is, you know, say you want to start a family. Motivated people will start dating and thinking about starting a family. If you want to improve your career, Motivated people will educate themselves, apply for new jobs, or angle for a promotion. In order to start making use of that motivation, you first need to identify your own values. Many of us are so busy, we don't take the time to examine what our values really are. I think this is very, very true. This is true. We're just kind of going from stimulation to stimulation, whether it's a little digital device in our hands, or it's answering the next call at work, or, or whatever. We become the, kind of robotic, too. Need. Yeah, and so we, suddenly we get down the road and we go, 
what what do I really how did I get to this spot because we've never really examined what's important to us and then use the second part of that how am I going to get to that how am I going to yeah. change my life for that right so um, you know many of us don't do that uh, you know we'll do work that directly contradicts what we value for so long that we lose the motivation entirely. And that's a key thing. If we're spending our lives doing all this other stuff that we've sort of stumbled into and never questioned, we never get back to right. thinking about our values. And once we lose motivation, we lose what Bernie talked about, being positive. We start to become negative, right? Right, right. So, so uh, that's, that's another skill here. We've talked about motivation. We've talked about self-awareness. We've talked about self-management or self-control. Now, another key thing here, and obviously we are sorely lacking this in the world, but it is empathy. Mm. Your emotions are only half of all your relationships. It's the half that we tend to focus on most because it's, you know, we're, we're who we hang out with every day, right? I mean, my, my closest friend is me because that's in my head all the time, right? Talking to myself. All the other people that you matter to have their own set of feelings, desires, triggers, and fears. That's right. And empathy is your most important skill for navigating these relationships. Empathy is a lifelong skill, but here are some tips for how you can practice empathy. And the first one I is... I love this first one. I'm sure you do. Go. Shut up and listen. Mm. Mm. Raise God. <laughs> We're going to start with the hardest one here because it's the most important. You can't experience everyone else's lives to fully understand them, but you can listen. Listening involves letting someone else talk and then not countering what they say. It means putting aside your preconceptions or skepticism for a bit and allowing the person you're talking to a chance to explain how they feel. Empathy is hard, but at virtually every relationship you have to you can be improved at least marginally by waiting at least an extra 10 seconds before you retake the conversation. I'm sorry. I was hearing a choir of angels. <laughs> you just wait. <laughs> Shut up and listen. I think we can just stop All the show listeners, right there. The, yes, just this sh- will be my last week on the air. <laughs> Bob's looking for a new host. I'm asking for her to shut up and listen right now. Okay, so here's another one. Take up a contrary position to your own. One of the quickest ways to solidify an opinion in your mind is to argue in favor of it. You don't have in favor of it. To counter this, take up a contrary position. If you, This is what they do in debate class, right? If you think your boss is being unreasonable, mm. try defending his or her actions in your head. Mm. I know that would be hard. Would you find their actions reasonable if you were in their shoes? Nope. Even asking the questions of yourself can be enough to start empathizing with, with another's point of view. Though, of course, getting real answers from others can always help. What else can we do to develop empathy? Don't just know. Try to understand mm-hmm. both sides here. Understanding is key to having empathy. As we've discussed before, understanding is the difference between knowing something and truly empathizing with it. If you catch yourself saying, I know, but a lot, take that as an indicator that you should pause a bit more. When someone tells you about an experience that's not your own, take some time to mull over how your life might be different if you experience that exact same thing on a daily basis. Read about it until it clicks. It's okay if you don't spend all your time devoted to someone else's life, but putting in just some time, even if it's the idle thought time while you are at work, can be beneficial. By definition, empathy means getting in the emotional dirt with someone else, allowing their experiences to resonate with your own. That's a key thing, allowing their experiences to resonate with your own and to respond appropriately. It's okay to offer advice or optimism, but empathy also requires that you wait for the right space to do that. We'll talk about that when we get into tact here in just a moment. If someone is on the verge of tears or sharing some deep pain, don't make light of it. Don't try to minimize the hurt. Don't try to quickly solve the problem and all that. Be mindful of how they must feel and allow them the space to feel it. Amen. We should just wrap the show right there. I mean, have we said it all? Not all. I got nothing else. 457-1290 if you'd like to add to this. Uh, pile of wisdom that we're building up here. <laughs> now, another element in, in emotional intelligence has to do with social skills. Summing up um, all of all of the social skills in, in a show this length would almost be impossible. We just won't do justice to it. However, the tools you develop 
in these other areas that we've discussed here so far. Self-awareness, self-management, motivation, and empathy, right? Um, Just like they Bernie could, said, he could be the new co-host. They could re- resolve a lot of social problems that many adults still wrestle with. So your emotional, your, your social skills can affect everything from your work performance to your romantic life. Social competence takes many forms, Bob. It's more than just being chatty. These abilities range from being able to tune into another person's feelings and understand how they think about things to being a great collaborator and team player to expertise at negotiation. All these skills are learned in life. We can improve on any of them we care about, but it will take time, effort, and perseverance. Helps to have a model, someone who embodies the skill that we want to improve. But we also need to practice whenever a naturally occurring opportunity arises. And it may be maybe listening to one of your children, a teenager, um, not just, you know, a moment at work. You can start with the most common form of social problems, resolving a disagreement. This is where you get to put all your skills to the test in a real world environment. Now, there's a lot that you could do here. And again, we could do a whole show on this. We've actually touched on this in the conflict resolution programs that we've done in the past. But a lot of it involves ideally, uh, excuse me, identifying and dealing with your emotions, addressing legitimate problems once you're both calm. And we're going to build this out here a little bit, talking about tact and ending on a cooperative note. So those are, are the, the main building blocks of emotional intelligence. Again, working backwards, social skills, empathy, motivation, self-management, and self-awareness. Now let's talk more specifically about a skill that's kind of part and parcel of all of these, and it has to do with the idea of tact. How can you respond with diplomacy and grace in most situations? What is tact? Well, tact is the ability to tell the truth in a way that considers others' feelings and reactions. It allows you to sometimes give difficult feedback, communicate sensitive information, and say the right thing to preserve a relationship. And it encompasses many things, Bob, including emotional intelligence, respect, discretion, self-awareness, thoughtfulness, compassion, honesty, diplomacy, and courtesy. And it's important for many, many reasons. Well, there are a lot of benefits uh, to to tact. First, tact is important when you have to deliver bad news, right? And life is not all bowl of cherries, right? Or what is that, uh, Never Promised You a Rose Garden, that song? Not a bed of roses, yeah. Um, You have to be able to provide critical feedback. You've got to be able to break bad news to people, whether you're in a personal or professional situation. Mm -hmm. Obviously, communicating tactfully strengthens your reputation and builds your credibility. If you're somebody who can speak the truth, but to do it in the right way, people tend to say, gosh, that I can go to that, but that person's genuine. I can trust that person. Yeah, and, and stop there just for a minute. Think about um, a, a, a doctor. You know how they always say, well, gosh, he's really intelligent. He's really a great doctor, but he has like no bedside manner. Right. Or no t-. There, I, I think the quintessential doctor is the person who is brilliant um, and can... He can relate, and he is compassionate and caring, and takes their time. That so so this, and this I'm, applies. It may it pl- apply to physicians, but it may also apply to uh, a lot of other uh, people. Think about this: a tactful approach. Think about the people she just mentioned. Doctors now. Think about other people you know. A tactful approach shows character, mm-hmm. maturity, professionalism, and integrity. And when we return. We're going to talk more about tax. Some great thoughts to leave you with here, along with some additional resources for you. Plus, the Little Elves and Gloria Shop have been working overtime to develop even more new and interesting shows. Yes, they have. And we'll tell you about those in just a moment. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Spring for new tires at Grismer. Now through March 31st, buy four eligible Bridgestone or Firestone tires, and you can get a $60 instant savings and increase your savings to $100 when you use your Grismer credit card account. As always, get four free oil changes with the purchase of any four new tires, lifetime balancing, and rotation included. Now is the perfect time to spring for new tires. Grismer Tire, a legacy of trust since 1932. Offer valid March 1st through 31st, 2019. Restrictions and limitations apply. See store for details. Subject to 
credit approval. What's better than getting $100 to switch to Jackson Hewitt? Getting $200 to switch. Say goodbye to your old tax service. Switch to Jackson Hewitt and get $200. You'll get $100 when you file this year, plus another $100 when you file next year. So go to Jackson Hewitt and ask a tax pro for switch and get $200 today. Each year, minimum tax prep fee of $150 applies. Mention this ad and file with us. $100 on a Walmart e-gift or prepaid card. Not valid with any other promotion or discount. Participating locations only. See jacksonhewitt.com. Dollar Shave Club. Dollar, we bought this moderately priced radio ad to tell you we're way more than just a shave club. Dollar, that's right. We also make top shelf shower, oral care, deodorant, cologne, skin care, and more club. Right now, get one of our shave, shower, or oral care starter sets for just five bucks. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular price. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash Dayton today. That's right. That's the name of your city after our web address. dollarshaveclub.com slash Dayton. Quiet to start off this morning, mostly cloudy skies and temperatures in the mid to upper 20s. We'll lift to a high temperature of 43 degrees today. Partly cloudy skies and just a slight chance for a passing flurry. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, 28 degrees for the low. And on Sunday, snow likely, especially once we get into the afternoon hours, anywhere from 1 to 3 inches possible with the highest totals likely found towards the south. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up to the minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There's a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. And coming up here in the next several weeks, we've got some great shows coming your way. We're going to talk about hearing and hearing technology. Also, academic freedom, but no free speech. What's happened to our colleges? I started my career after I retired. And we're also going to talk about something you don't hear a lot of with all the lobbying and the pressure to have uh, legalization. We're going to talk about marijuana and mental illness. And the the lies that we hear about marijuana. Right. We're going to get into all of that here in, in the upcoming weeks. We've been talking today about emotional intelligence and tact and going through, you know, what is tact? Why is it important? Uh, how tact can build credibility. It can also provide critical uh, feedback to people. It's also a way of demonstrating good manners, right? Yes. yes. Uh, but by showing some restraint and some um, composure. Uh, it can also help you avoid conflict and find common ground. And we're going to come back to that, circle back to that as, as one of our last points. But let's talk a little bit about how you can develop tact. Well, you can create the right environment and think before you speak, right? How many times have you <laughs> spoken too quickly and then regretted it, right? Yes, and we know people so, who, who who speak before they think all the time. Right. We all know people like that. Um, you can also determine the appropriate time, right? <laughs> Tack means saying the right thing at the right time. Consider the situation before you speak and, and be discreet. Make sure that you stay conscious of who you're with, where you are, before you speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Choose your words carefully. And this take, yeah, this will take some practice, right? Yeah. Avoid starting sentences. This is a good one. <laughs> think about yeah. this. Spouses and so forth and parents and children. Think about not starting a lot of sentences with the word you. It's a blame word, Bob. Right. For example, saying you need to do better next time will make a person feel defensive. Instead, consider using softer, more indirect language like next time I think you're you know, your presentation, or I think the job you did there, uh, or I think your, your, your approach to so-and-so would be stronger if you spent a little bit more time maybe doing this. What do you think? And then ask, you know, for their input. Right. It's especially important to use those I statements during conflict or when you do give that constructive criticism. Because then when you do this, you take ownership of your feelings instead of placing the blame. Mm-hmm. Right? You could also use a cushion. I don't mean a whoopee cushion. Like... A- <laughs> <laughs> We're too punchy today. We really are. I'm tired. Cheap sound effects. (laughs) But, you know, some kind of connecting statement. Like when you disagree with someone, for example, you can cushion the message. You're wrong. Our team did well last quarter with, I appreciate your opinion, but our team did do well last quarter. Not, Mm -hmm. you know, you're wrong. Right. In a tense conversation, be concise. This is something, too, that a lot of people worry about, whether or not they're getting their they're out of the airtime to be able to talk, right? It's tempting to keep talking when you feel uncomfortable, right? To keep the mouth moving. But that increases the chance that you might say too much or say something that you'll regret. You're trying to confine maybe the disagreement or, or the awkward situation, and instead you keep blabbing on, right? So be honest and assertive 
and only say what you need to say. Right. You also have to watch your body language. You know, say your boss just told you that your sales figures are quote unquote fine. But as he or she speaks, she avoids your gaze and folds her arms across her chest. Although her words are neutral, her body language makes you question her message, right? So your body language has to match your message and you need to appear open when you're communicating, even when you're giving bad news. Make eye contact. Don't cross your arms. Don't cross your legs. Don't point and practice good posture. Another thing here is to, and this is very difficult, right? Think about all these different situations you might be in. But we're, we're striving here for this, this increase in emotional intelligence and the ability to develop more tact, right? <laughs> yes. It says never re- react emotionally. That's hard, right? It is. It's hard to communicate tactfully when you feel angry or upset. And again, this goes back to some self-awareness and maybe understanding what some triggers are. Are some of the triggers so inborn because we've been practicing them for so long that we hear a name? Here's a perfect example, not to get too political. The word Trump. You just say Trump to certain people, and boom, it's connected to all of this stuff. There's no reasonable conversation. You just say the word Trump, and people become unhinged. And there's no evaluation about whether let's let's look at the man's uh, positives and his negatives. What you know, assets and liabilities. They just become unhinged on the word Trump. And that's just a pure emotional reaction. Maybe they've got perfectly good reasons for not liking the man or what he's doing or his policies. But if all your reaction is is just to get all ginned up and charged up, you'll never have any kind of conversation. Yeah. When you're angry or upset, just um, just walk away. Calm down. Uh, take a break. Go for a walk. Use some deep breathing techniques to regain your composure time. That's that's the big thing, isn't it, Bob? Just take some time. Time. Now, one thing that we wanted to throw in here, too, was, um, you know, in the, amidst all of this, people might make the mistake of thinking that in being tactful or, or working toward emotional intelligence, that somehow you don't speak the truth. And we don't want that to get lost. As much as you might be greasing the wheels of human interaction by managing yourself, being aware of your own things, having the proper motivation, extending empathy and all that stuff, you do need to speak truth. Yeah, I have a little sign in my kitchen that says, true friends stab you in the heart. (laughs) And that just really means that you got a true friend, they tell you what you need to hear, but do it with compassion, empathy, grace. Right. You know, yeah. So so again, we're going to review one last time. Here we go. The emotional intelligence components, self-awareness, self-management of your emotions, motivation, empathy, probably the biggest thing on this list, and developing better social skills. And in terms of developing tact, create the right environment and think before you speak. Determine the appropriate time for a conversation, right? Think about that a lot. Choose your words carefully. Watch your body language and never react emotionally. That's right, Bob. (laughs) That's not easy. Well, that's going to do it for us today. We thank you very much for being here. We hope we gave you some things that you can write down and put to good use this week. Remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step and never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. For my dear friend and highly emotionally intelligent co-host, Gloria Shanahan, for our wonderful producer, Javon, and everyone who makes the show possible, I want to thank you for being here this week. That you've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Have yourself a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.